Well, I'm so thankful that um, that the worship was what it was, and the words that have come out have come out because it's my preach anyway. So now I can just cut out parts of it that you've already preached, all right? Because we are the church, and what God is saying is touching all of our hearts. But it's also encouraging for me because it's in line with the word I felt the Lord had for you this morning. And well, for me first, I've been working through it all week. Ask Charlotte and Annie. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how the Lord loves to do that, and He just loves to. <laughs> I can almost look at certain people because they're going to make me laugh. Okay, so if I'm not looking at you, it's because you're making me laugh. Ah, no, he's just so wonderful. He's so good, and I think the the biggest thing you need to take away from this morning is encouragement. God loves you so much. He is so serious about your life, about the purpose He's created you for. How much He knows you're going to enjoy it when you truly and fully step into it. So He's okay not to leave you. He loves you as you are, but He doesn't want to leave you that way. Makes sense, yeah. So I'm going to jump right in. I titled this morning's message, Seeing Differently. Seeing Differently. Now, if you aren't wearing a pair of glasses, I asked Sia Bonga to put little like pairs of glasses across the, the auditorium on chairs. There are some big ones. There are some, some wanky ones that are, are missing you know, an arm, and there are some homemade ones. So if, if you don't have a pair of glasses, if you aren't wearing a pair of glasses, just feel around and grab a hold of something. You don't have to put it on right now, but just hang on to it. That looks stunning. Won't you all look at Alphonse? That's absolutely rock star. That's excellent, right. You're going to use these in a moment, so you don't have to put them on now, but just keep them close. Seeing differently. I'm going to remind you again, it's me again, and I'm telling you this again. That the <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> You can edit that out or not. Yes, very nice, Mary. You rock those glasses too. Really like that look. So we had a word. It came last year, November. So it's amazing how the Lord is just so faithful to prepare us for what's coming. And the word that came last year, November, it was repeated this year, January. It had a lot to do with um, our vision and our seeing. And it is 2020. And I want to just highlight a couple of the prophetic words that came out for us as a body for this year that relates or relate to seeing. So there was a word about clear vision. There was a, a word about revealing. There was a word about clarity to see, that we would have clarity to see for us to look beyond the past and the present and into the future. Also, that we will see what we carry. Also, that we will see the mountains in front of us turn into invitations for encounter. Also, that the Red Sea will become an opportunity to see God move on our behalf. And this is all before we knew what 2020 was going to look like, eh? How good is God? And some of you sitting here this morning might, might just feel, yes, amen, I'm so glad I, that, I, that I received that word and I got it and I've lived it and I've seen the breakthrough. And others of you might be sitting here this morning going, what? You know, when was, was that for this year? Because you haven't seen a lot of breakthrough maybe in this area. But it's still in the heart of God and 2020 is not over yet. And I just sensed this morning that the Lord wants to restore our vision because we need it clear for what we need to walk into next year. And we heard a couple of cautions already this morning that this is on the Lord's heart, but we need to choose to step into it. There's some stuff we've got to get out the way. Because if you can't see clearly, you lose confidence in your walk. Um, I don't want to walk around too much. Is it okay? All right, great. So, um, this morning, Ephesians 1.18 speaks about um, the eyes of our heart or our understanding. So don't turn there. It's not our main scripture. I'm going to jump around quite a bit. Our main text is going to come out of Revelation 3. 
But um, for the rest, just jot down the, the references or ask me for the notes afterwards, okay? But just focus on what Holy Spirit wants to do in your heart and with your sight this morning. I sense this is going to be a personal word and that Holy Spirit is going to speak to your hearts the things that nobody else knows about or that you weren't aware of. All right. So the importance of seeing in 2 Corinthians 4.18, just a quick reference, you don't have to turn there. Paul says that we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen because what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Okay, so there's a couple of shifts the Lord is even busy with this morning. Reminders. All right, that verse comes after the lead up in that chapter which talks about being hard pressed on every side but not crushed. Being perplexed but not in despair. Being persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. Okay, so this was an encouragement of, hey, there might be a lot of things going on in this realm but that's not where your sight needs to be. Okay, so these are just reminders, the importance of why we need to see well. Okay. Um, all right, I wanted to make a statement quickly that faith in the unseen, this unseen realm we need, to, we need to fix our eyes on, faith in the unseen is not anchored into the absence of reality, but it's anchored into a superior reality. You've heard that more than once in this body. Okay, so faith in the unseen is not... Um, anchored into this, you know, doesn't exist and it's not a problem. It's, okay, I see everything around me, but it's not what dictates to me. That is not how I choose to walk, by what I see. It's by what I don't actually see, that the Lord is opening up to me in another realm, which we are meant to walk in every day. Okay. Um, All right, you can start turning to Revelation 3, and as you do, I want to remind you that um, in Revelation 1, it's about how John was caught up in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Other translations say it was a Sunday. But he was caught up in the Spirit. He was praying. And this is a key element. The Holy Spirit's role in our lives is largely to help us see in the unseen. Just happened to this realm. Right, so he's in the, the, the realm of the Spirit um, on the Lord's Day. And he encounters Jesus. And Jesus starts to give him messages for the churches. We know this very well. And I want us to turn to Revelation 3, um, and then from verse 14 onwards, it's um, the letter to the church in Laodicea. Okay, so for those that are scrolling or turning there, I'm going to give you a quick bit of history about the city of Laodicea. Okay, they were a very wealthy city. There was actually... um, an earthquake in 60 AD that sort of leveled the city and they didn't even ask the Roman Empire for finance to rebuild it. They had enough money in the city to rebuild it themselves. It was a big banking hub. Lots of money. Um, There was a big medical school there. There was an eye specialist as well, a well-known eye specialist. And that area was known for certain eye ointments um, that were sent out to the rest of the the sort of extended area. So they were known as, as eye people. You know, when you go to the eye doctor, you head to Laodicea, okay? Like Bloemfontein has our eye hospital here as well. Um, and they were also big in the cloth trade, okay? They were particularly known for black wool, for trading in black wool. So very wealthy, got it all going, um, clever people, doing a lot of things. Um, something interesting about their geography was that um, they had... Um, a hot spring coming into the city from one direction and pure cold water coming in from another. And then they actually flowed, these, these two streams of water actually flowed into the same aqueduct 
in a specific place and it turned that water lukewarm in a certain part of the city. It's very interesting how the Lord just starts to speak to us about where we're at. Because we, you're all nodding because you know how the verses go. Okay, so we're going to dig in and we're going to read um, in Revelation 3 from verse 14 onwards. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Um, I'm going to skip verse 14. We're going to pick up in verse 15. I know all that you do, and I know that you are neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are neither cold nor hot but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you from my mouth. For you claim, I'm rich in getting richer. I don't need a thing. Yet you're clueless that you're miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. So I've got all these things going on around me, but I'm actually unaware of what's missing on the inside. So I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire so that you can be truly rich. Purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful Adam nakedness. Purchase eye salve to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see. Okay, so it's um, be truly rich, know who you truly are, be able to truly see. This is what the letter to the church is encouraging them to step into. All right? And then verse 19, so lovely in the Passion Translation, reads like this. All those I dearly love, I unmask. Sailor. <laughs> All those I dearly love, I unmask. Again, we're looking at what hinders our sight. And I train them. I unmask them and I train them. And it's just, just hearing the word that came this morning, the, the prophetic word, and those of you that came to share words as well from the congregation, just in confirmations. I'm just hearing snippets as well in what we're reading here. And verse 19 carries on as an encouragement, repent and be eager to pursue what is right. All right? So that's basically saying don't settle for what you think is riches. All right? Where, where, where you think you've got it all. Don't, don't settle for these places. Don't settle for who you are not. Don't settle for dim eyesight that makes you kind of wander around and stumble. There's more for you. Okay? And verse 20 is often quoted as a... Behold, I stand at the door and knock as a salvation uh, scripture. But remember, this was written to a church. It was after Jesus had died. Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. If your heart's open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come into you and feast with you and you will feast with me. There's an intimacy. There's a connection between what we're seeing and our closeness and our connection. So this also tells us that there are areas in our heart that are A-OK, that there are areas in our heart that we are unaware that something's gone amiss. There's, there's something that we are lacking or we don't even realize that we're kind of clueless about that area. And here's God just saying, I want that area too. Okay, because this unsurrendered area is affecting your sight. All right, your sight is affected by what you think. All right, what you believe, your belief systems, it affects how you see and that affects how you walk. So I'm talking about seeing, but I'm actually talking about our head and our heart today more than anything else. All right, then verse 21, awesome encouragement. And to the one who conquers, I will give the privilege of sitting with me on my throne just as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. So that would suggest, I'm reading in, that when you're going to deal with these stuff, these things, um, and you are unmasked, and there's this, this period of recognizing, oh, but there's something in my heart I was clueless about and I've got to deal with it, that you're going to need some courage to conquer. 
Right? Even, even Jesus needed courage. Even he was facing the cross and like, Lord, if it's not you, well, not that there was a failure in him, but, but there, was, there was something tough he had to conquer. And this morning I just sense the Lord wants to take us to the places in our hearts that, that have been, in a sense, unconquered by his blood, unconquered by his love. And we're, we're clueless about it, which means the Holy Spirit wants to remind us. Okay. So this is a very encouraging thing. I really just sense the Lord's going to do some restoring work regarding our hearts so that we can see more clearly and walk more confidently. And let me just quickly touch on a few points about what can block our vision. Okay? What kind of things? These are not the only things. They are some of the things I felt the Holy Spirit highlighting for me. So I believe some of you sitting here might need to just allow him to work in some of these areas. If he talks to you about something I don't mention, even better. Because he knows your heart better than anybody else. Holy Spirit can get to the places that we don't even know about, that we're clueless about. Awesome. Lord, we are excited for what you want to do. All right. So some of the things that can block our vision. Um, the first point I've put here is pain or grief. Where our hearts get pounded. We go through something. And I'm just reminded in um, Luke 24 where um, it, it was Jesus' resurrection and so many people walked past him and didn't recognize him. Some of those people's eyes he closed on purpose. Maybe they weren't ready. But what I was picking up um, out of this was sometimes when our hearts take a pounding, the Lord can be standing in front of us with an answer that we can miss. He's the answer. He's our peace. He's, he's our presence. He's our provider. He's all the things that we need. But we are so caught up in our grief, our pain, um, our, our painful hearts that we actually miss them in front of us which means that's, that's an area that we are blind in so just this morning perhaps there's just something that you've been through maybe it wasn't this year but it could have been that there's an area of your heart where, where you've just gone through something really emotionally painful it doesn't need to have been a death it could have been but it could be something where your heart took a pounding and the Lord's standing extending something to you today and you can't see it because you're, 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 you're caught up in your pain. And he wants to release you of that in this morning. And then another one is blame shifting. <laughs> I'm so good at that. I really don't like being out of control. I love boxes. No, the Lord's working on me. I'm getting better. But um, um, when things get asked of me that I feel I can't do or I can't cope with, it gets very like, oh, because I want to be able to do everything that's asked of me. And, and I tend to find in myself that when somebody asks me to do something or they challenge me on something, and I feel like, don't you know I'm doing everything I can? You know, I'm at the end of myself, and, and how can you ask this of me? It's, it's really the wrong re- response. I know, I know, work in progress. But, um, you know, the people that get that out of me are laughing the loudest. But what, what tends to happen is you've got a log in your eye. Candace, I've got a log in my eye, and I start to point at the specks outside of you know, the specks in the eyes of the people around me. But if that's, you know, if that situation and if maybe that person and what if and, you know, and we're actually blinded to the fact that, that there's something deeper going on inside of ourselves and so we blame shift. We say, no, but it's this thing and it's that thing and it's, we don't recognize that we're trying to cover up what's going on inside of us by looking externally about everything going on that has actually well, you know what? Those things are just poking what's already inside. They're not causing it. Okay? So maybe like your heart's in pain this morning. Maybe there's a blame-shifting thing. You find yourself looking at everything going wrong with people and situations and the Lord saying, hey, there's something in your heart I want to deal with this morning. A third point, I've put your disappointment and hopelessness together. So this is maybe not a, 
like a once-off thing, but something I kind of pick up as more continuous. There's a, there's a lingering, there's a delayed answer, there's a, there's a question that never seems to get answered. And in that lack of answer tends to come, I give up. You know, I, I'm just not going to care about it because it just, I can't. I don't have anything more to care about it with. <laughs> and that actually sears us. You know, it actually makes us calloused in that area. And then we become blind to what the Lord would want to do in that area for us or his answer to us. Because I really believe he's, he's right here this morning and he wants to talk to hearts, but he needs us to let go of a couple of things. Um... Yeah, just a scripture reference there was 2 Kings 14. We um, spoke a bit about it at the ladies' evening with a Shunammite woman who was promised a child, and she's like, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> and maybe some of you are saying, you know, I don't want to hear that. You're pushing it back because of the disappointment that's led to hopelessness. And a fourth point I've got here is perspective. Um, pulling out of 1 Kings and 2 Kings, the story of Elijah and Elisha. Elisha was Elijah's servant. He wasn't in the school of prophets. He wasn't his son. He was his servant. But Elisha <laughs> saw he had a perspective of, of, of honor towards Elijah and he could pick up the spirit that he carried. And that's who continued his legacy. And we read about Elisha. Boy, and his servants, I don't know, they, they just didn't read the manual. They didn't watch the movie. They were absolutely clueless. His, uh, I don't know how many he had, but one of them was Gehazi. And he goes and he basically steals from Naaman in the name of um, Elisha. You know the story. And he's, he ends up be- becoming leprous because he, he'd seen so many miracles happen around him and yet he didn't believe that the miracles were for him. And then we read later on when um, the king of Syria sends armies to go and attack Elisha. Long story, go read, the, go read it in your Bible. And he sends a servant out and the servant's like, Ugh! and then Elisha has to pray for him because he can't see that there are more for them than against Again, you're in the supernatural environment. You can be in Breakthrough City Church where we love the supernatural and pursue it. And you can still not believe that that's for you. And it's a perspective. Perhaps they thought, well, I'm only a servant. And maybe you're sitting here this morning thinking, but my job description or my lack of job description defines me. I can't can't really receive because I'm not worthy. Um, And it's it's really got nothing to do with with that in that sense. And um, it might have been... um, like, you, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too this, I'm too that, because the servant that Elisha had to pray for, for his eyes to be opened, was spoken of as a young man. And maybe you're sitting here thinking, oh, but I'm too young. Who's the, who's the youngest person in the room? Oh no, I see that hand. That's not going up behind Tabung. <laughs> so, see, are you never too young for the Lord to use you and what he wants to do in and through your life? Okay? But now, we sit with certain perceptions based on life stuff, how old I am, what I do for a living, and that can blind us to how the Lord wants to use us. Oh, I can't do that because I'm only... And then we make excuses. So just these four things, pain and grief, blame shifting, disappointment, hopelessness, perspective, these were some of the things I felt the Lord was wanting to touch in our hearts this morning. There may be something different the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about. Allow Him to. All right, and... um, we're going to get to actually handling this in a moment. I just want to see what I need to cut out and carry on with. Dealing with these things becomes so important. Why? Because Matthew 5, 8, the pure in heart shall see God. And a purity means there's no mixture. So he just wants to remove whatever's gotten mixed up this morning. That you can truly see him. Why? When we um, have a renewed mind and we can see God for who he is, we can know his, his perfect will. 
Romans 12.2. If we hana, 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 it's because something's gone wrong with our sight and with our connection. Proverbs 29.18, where there's no vision or no revelation, people cast off restraint. You stop caring. You stop thinking that you're important and that God's got you on this earth and he's got you in this job and he's got you in this family and he's got you in this situation because you carry an answer because of who he is inside of you and you, you don't realize who you are and so you cast off restraint this is why the whole thing about vision is so important so so important that the Lord would have us just restored in this area um, I'm going to leave out a couple of things I'm going to leave you with a few scriptures I don't want to take time to go into this but some of the things that we need to see well are obviously connection with the Lord You'll read on about when Jesus um, was walking with the disciples after his resurrection and he starts talking to the two on the road to Emmaus and he's revealing himself but only when they sit down to a meal do they really see who he is. There's a place of real intimacy. I'm, I'm thinking Psalm 23, in the presence of my enemies I feast with you. I'm thinking Revelation 3.20, if you open that door, man, you and I are going to have a party. I'm here for you and I, and I want your heart and I want your vision this morning. I want those things. Cheryl shared the word about you know, being able to give the Lord even the ugly stuff. right? Okay, So, so that is important. Um, later on in that Luke 24 passage, Jesus unlocked their understanding with revelation. So these things are important. The spirit of wisdom, Ephesians 1, 15 to 19. Powerful. Go and do your own study and then you can preach one day on that. About what the Lord's telling you. These are all excellent keys. But this morning, I believe there's one important thing that we need to actually, um, I want to say, use in order to get the breakthrough where we need it. Okay? And it's this. Verse 18 of Revelation 3 speaks about purchase. Purchase for yourselves gold refined by fire. Purchase a white garment. Purchase eye salve, eye ointment. It's about purchasing, and I want to quickly talk to you about purchasing, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit just do something really simple, really profound and powerful in our lives. Are you ready for that? Okay. So purchase, in verse 18, has got zero to do with our works. It's got zero to do with the fact that we've got to clean up our act before we get to him. I'm not saying, like, grace covers all and it doesn't matter. I'm saying stop waiting until you've got something worked out to get back to the Lord. You, you go to him with your stuff, Okay. So purchasing, I believe, is, is a currency that we use with God where we bring him our mistakes, our brokenness, our stupid decisions, our ash heaps, our disappointments, even our right to understand something. It's, it's a currency where we actually give it to God and he gives us something better. It's, it's such a good deal. Né? It's like interest that's out of this world, quite literally. Né? We invest in his, in his banking system and he gives us so much more than we bargained for. So, so good. And I want to quickly talk to you about gold. And gold, refining the fire to me, speaks about maturity. Letting go of immature behavior. Like sometimes we know what we should do, but we just don't want to. For all those various reasons, pain, grief, blame, shifting, blah, 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 blah. And it's time to just put those things aside. Okay? Gold, refining fire, I believe, is a call to maturity this morning. Step up, step above these things that are weighing you down and are taking you back. All right, but it requires purchase. I want to give you a specific word for in place of purchase just now. But the next one it speaks about to purchase is white garments. And knowing that this is um, a message to a church that's already had the salvation of Jesus, I don't believe it's necessarily salvation. What I what I'm drawing from this is that there's a washing of the word. 
that needs to come, this thing of mind renewal. Some of us are battling because we're simply not renewing our minds. The, the gold is actually a choice to, I know there's an area that I need to simply actually just grow up in. I need to just stop doing that thing. And the, the white garment is, I actually need to have a perspective change through the word. The word actually needs to soak me to the point that all the stains are out because it's hindering my vision. And that I wanted to say is a, is a call to, to lay down lies and misconceptions even about yourself. And to, it's a restoration of identity. That scripture that we read in the Passion Translation says, but cover your shameful Adam nakedness. And what did Adam do? He, when, he, when he messed up, he ran away and he hid and he lied and he did all sorts of crazy things. And he was behaving not like who he was created to be. All right. Well, it, it, like some, somewhere he just allowed the devil to get in his head. Um, did God indeed say? And and if and if and if, and he, he just let the things get to him. And then he started to behave according to. Okay. So we've got gold, which is maturity. White garments, which is identity. And the last thing they're encouraged to purchase is eye salve, so that they can truly see. And I sense there's there's a strong thing of purpose on this. Um, as we put aside the immaturity and we put aside the, the misconceptions we have of ourselves and we let the Lord remind us who we truly are, we're going to get a clarity of purpose. So to truly see, I believe, there's something caught up in the clarity of purpose this morning. There's, there's, a, there's a purpose the Lord wants to just reinfuse and, and just give us hope about again. Where is he? We might not know exactly where he's on the road to us with, but that we can carry in our heart a hope that, Lord, you've got a plan. I'm not just bombing around making money, paying bills, getting through life, handling difficult situations. There's actually an amazing plan. And I don't want to miss it. And with this, I want to say that we can't go into battle in Saul's armor. It's, it's one of these cases where we've been maybe trying on different things. Like you would go and try on stuff that you like in a shop. Who likes clothing shopping? Not everyone. <laughs> a lot of people don't like to go clothing shopping. Because you've got to try on and find something that actually that you like and that fits. And I just sense there's a lot of trying on and fitting. And it's, there are some, some ill-fitting garments that the Lord is just saying, get rid of, man. Take it off. It's not who you are. I want to remind you who you are. And if you were Saul, you need the armor. And if you're, if you're a David, you need the stones and the sling. But not to compare, not to find yourself at a place where... We, 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 you've kind of lost clarity of purpose because you think that, that this is what you've studied and now this is what you have to do or you're currently in this job or you're in this situation, i.e. you have to react like this or have to react like that. It wants to give you a clarity of purpose so that you know exactly what to do. All right? David was picking up stones when everyone else was like... He was picking up stones. The Lord wants you to have a clarity of purpose that you know what you need to do in this hour. So I just want to quickly recap and then uh, I'm landing. <laughs> so the Lord, this morning the Lord wants us to purchase gold, which is a call to maturity, to take that up. He wants us to purchase white garments, which is a restoring of identity, laying down all the nonsense that we're not, and then to purchase eye salve, which is going to give us clarity of purpose. All right? Knowing, knowing who he's called us to be and what he's called us to do so that we know how we need to move forward, that there's a confidence in our step to get that spring back. And I want to tell you this morning that to purchase means to surrender. It's so simple and so hard. Because you know what? Like, like we, I surrender. All right, if you were at some encounter night last week, we sang that song. It's such a great song. It's, you get caught up in the I surrender and you're like, yes, Lord. And then the situation comes and it's like, no, Lord, sorry. I don't think we consciously think that, but sometimes our, our habits 
and our thinking causes us to react in ways that actually say that. <laughs> it's not really what our hearts want to do, but because, yeah, not like a, we do it. Okay. And this is what I'd like you to do this morning. You don't have to put the glasses on. If you're wearing glasses, this is not a, it's bad that you wear glasses. But because we're talking about sight this morning, I would like you to just take a few moments and ask Holy Spirit, am I, am I looking through my life through a certain lens? Is, is there a way, a way that I'm seeing something? You can just close your eyes and just take a couple of minutes. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit do His work now. And just say, Holy Spirit... Um, like, like, have I got a couple of filters? Have I got like some some mindsets and some some ways that I'm seeing things that I actually need to surrender this morning? And if you haven't had a chance to really ask Him, this is not a, a witch hunt. This is not looking for wrong things and in, in, in a whole bunch of places. This is simply asking Holy Spirit. You know what? That area where I'm clueless or I just don't want to work on it anymore. Would you come and show me? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that it's so safe to do this with you. Because all that you want to do is get us to the heart of the Father. Thank you for what you're opening up for us right now. It's not in the thunder and the lightning, but the still small voice, and that you're speaking to our hearts right now. Thank you, Father. And if he's showing you something, maybe you already knew (laughs) before this moment, but if he's showing you something or he's already showed you something, just take a moment and say, oh, Father, I I repent for that. It's a choice to change this morning. It's not just a word. It's a choice to change because I've heard your word, Father, and I want to heed your word, Father. So I repent for, and then just give it to him. And I forgive myself for thinking this and being deceived by it. Thank you, Father. So if you're wearing glasses and you maybe want to, as a prophetic act, just remove them as a way of saying, hey, I'm taking these off. Maybe the Lord's telling you, no, you need to put on a new set of glasses. You need a, you need a new lens. Then feel free to take your glasses off or put them on. You don't have to physically do it, but if you feel this is just something the Holy Spirit's prompting you to do, go ahead. Because as we've talked about earlier, he trades in the currency of everything that looks terrible to us. And he gives us something so beautiful. He gives us beauty for ashes. And just begin to ask him right now, as I've surrendered this thing to you, Father, as I've made a choice to repent and and change how I've been handling this thing, show me what you have in its place for me. What are you giving me in its place? Because you always give me beauty for my ashes. And thank you, Holy Spirit, you're just releasing all over this room this morning. Maybe it's a scripture, a picture, a sensing, a reminder, clarity, an idea, a release. Thank you that you're just releasing beauty all over this room. And that vision is being restored right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you that 
that your word is is that you unmask those that you love so dearly but you don't just leave us naked and, and poor and blind but that you train us you equip us you show us how to walk into tomorrow into the future into next year and we just want to say thank you in advance for 2021 we want to say thank you for restored vision even though we might not experience it in this moment thank you that you are still busy with us and that you are healing us you are healing our sight to walk as we ought to into this new season and into the promises that you've released over us even this morning Father thank you that you are good thank you for your incredible incredible love for us and that all you want to do is just come in and feast with us in every area thank you for testimonies that will come even from this time of amazing work that you've done in our lives how your power is at work in us through us and that we are living we are living epistles we are living words and I thank you for that thank you that as we go even from this place that your heart would just protect us where we might be feeling vulnerable and give us wisdom and that spirit of God that you would continue to perfect the amazing work that's been started in us and bring it to a place of maturity and we thank you for this thank you that it's not just a one-off thing because after giving John all those amazing words you said come up here and I'll show you what's going to happen next that you want to live us or you want us to live at the place of come up here you want us to live at a place of, of seeing clearly and walking nearly with you good Father and we just embrace that this morning we say thank you for your kindness your goodness your love thank you for joining with us in Jesus name Amen Amen, Amen, Amen Great peeps it's been really encouraging and exciting for me and I hope it has been for you too if you need to take a little bit more time with this go and just do that with the Lord on your own time if you need to pray with somebody come and find one of us and say hey I just need a bit of help in this area with this thing I'm not actually winning on my own because we want to see you get to victory to him who conquers I'm going to seat you next to me we're already seated in Christ but some of us have forgotten that Okay, so let's, let's journey together. Let's spur one another on.